0: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker.
1: Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co host, Amy Walker. And I'm Dr. Monica Ogando. And today we are talking all about the Benjamins. We're talking about money blocks and where they come from and what to do with them. Take it away, Monica. <laughs> I got stuff to say too, but I think your stuff needs to come first.
0: Well, I always operate from the place of the, the spiritual foundation of things, the metaphysical foundation of things, because by the time that it gets to a physical result, the, the intention and the strategy has already um, solidified. So, one of the ways that I want you guys to think about this is I don't know how many of you are familiar with chakras. But the chakras are just really energy centers within your body. They're not like an actual organ. You're not going to be able to do an autopsy on somebody. It's like, oh, there's the root chakra. No, it doesn't work like that. It's energy centers. And when you understand from the bottom, let's say the root chakra, meaning your survival, your right to exist is the one that's most connected to earth, et cetera. And you go all the way up to the crown chakra, which is at the top of your head. It's connected to the heavens, to the firmament, to the highest of your, you know, it's at the height of this is as tall as you're going to get, right? So it's the highest uh, of your existence. If you examine what each one of those chakras represent, then you can identify a particular money block in that particular uh, level of energy. And you you will know just by articulating it, what's in the way of it, what's the root of it, and then where you get to interrupt it. Let me give you an example. So the root chakra, like I said before, represents your connection to the physical world, your right to exist, your survival mechanisms, right? And for many, many thousands of years in human existence, the way that we survived was by staying within our tribe. So you being an individual was was tantamount to death. You had to be part of a tribe, of a clan, et cetera, in order for you to survive. And so many ways that we have translated that now emotionally and psychologically is by belonging to a group of people so you you don't necessarily have to be tied to them geographically you can be tied to them emotionally such as your family such as your church such as a particular uh identification with a gender or with a race of people etc or with a culture Um, and so if you deviate from what the expectations or the practices are of that group then that puts your quote unquote survival at stake. Now, I'm not saying that any of this is quote unquote lo- logical, reasonable, et cetera. We're talking pure energetics and we're talking at the subconscious level. It's not like anybody does this on purpose. And so what happens is that if you earn more money than your partner, for example, or if you earn more money than what your parents did, you've outshone your parents, you've outshone your community, you've outshone your neighbors or the, your colleagues, your peers, the people that you grew up with, you, you may have heard this. Oh, you're getting too big for your bridges and you think you're better than us and blah, blah, blah. That conversation comes from the connection to the tribe being threatened. And the reason why those words come out of somebody else's mouth is because this is your, it's kind of like spiritual ventriloquism. It's like your own fear and your own guilt or punishment or some sense of regret coming out of somebody else's mouth to you. And so mm-hmm. when somebody says this to you, it's not that person's problem this is a hint this is a mirror coming back to you saying you've got to address this money block that you've got going on because there are plenty of people who make plenty of money and they don't have people coming at them with that kind of conversation so it's right. not the money that's the problem it's your own sense of uh, uh rightness about it yeah and so when you can understand what those money blocks are so at the root level it's that survival conversation at the sacral chakra level it's connection and intimacy like mm-hmm. I'm going to lose somebody's love if I do this, if I spend, if I save, if I, whatever it is that your money blog is, if I earn too much, if I earn too little, the solar plexus, which is right at the, at the gut level is where we, it, where we get the, I felt it in my gut. Like my gut tells me something. That's the first place of wisdom. And it's your power and, and, and ability to exercise your own personal will. And so we see that sometimes people stay in damaging situations, such as a job that has robbed you of your passion. Or a relationship that is financially abusive, I talk about this in my program, Women, Wealth and Worthiness, that we'll stay in certain places and we'll settle for certain things because we've lost our connection to exercise our own personal will. Like what's the Mm -hmm. use? Or maybe you don't trust yourself to take the right action. Solar plexus is all about action. And then finally, the heart chakra in the center of your chest um, is the connection between your lower body and your higher body and it's the place where the divine and the earthly meet and it's your connection to your purpose and your uh, and a higher pursuit of your own you know spiritual maturity so at that level sometimes we and you've seen this when somebody first gets some money and they come from money they don't come from money they'll yeah. spend all the stuff physically right they'll buy the yeah. houses, they'll buy the houses they'll buy the boats they'll floss on instagram and blah 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 and eventually they do it to buy relationships eventually they'll do it to say oh here's what I can do. I can get this done. I can get that done. And they're exercising their personal will. But everything runs out on that. Eventually it's like what what am I doing this for? Well there's got to be something more than this. And yeah. that's connected to that higher purpose and that 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 journey of wealth becomes you've got to knock out the the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra and we eventually get to purpose and you get to significance. Makes sense?
1: Totally makes sense. Um it's interesting because I see a lot of people not really make it out of the first two because it's like they they get they're so stuck in scarcity and I think the majority of people that are on the planet right now are stuck in scarcity because for so many eons there was for the vast majority of humans unless you're part of the aristocracy the majority of the people like in your ancestry are probably people who were just Working for the next day's bread, right? Like that's kind of it was every day by the sweat of your brow you eat. Like that's the way that it goes. And then when you get beyond that, then you get to a lot of the people who they struggle with really creating wealth because they're going to leave their people behind. Or like, you know, this is where I see it show up where they have a hard time um, charging what they should be charging because they feel like they're you know somehow outpricing the people that they want to serve. And so I see that. I feel like when you start to hit stride with your business is when you get into the first one. And then when you really create that purpose driven wealth, that's part of our um, values that's at the top. So I love it. That totally makes sense to me. I can see that journey. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Okay. So we also wanted to talk about tools yes. for recognizing where you're at with your money blocks and some tools that you can use to kind of help you move through them. So I've got a few that I've done over the years. One that was kind of my turning point for me. This was the first tool that I discovered in the first tool that I used and was taught to me by a gentleman called Kirk Duncan, mm-hmm. called, named... I don't know, that was a weird way to say it, but his name is Kirk Duncan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He runs a company called Three Key Elements. And um, the tool that he taught me was to understand that you have a relationship with money. So if you think of money like a person and you think of what does that actual relationship look like, there's a real relationship there that has both positives and negatives and so the very first thing that I did was I thought about my relationship with money Mm -hmm. and I wrote down you know I drew actually a picture of a stick figure on a piece of paper and then I wrote down money is and I wrote down a good side and a bad side and all of the good things about money like money is um Money is supportive. Money creates options. Money gives me choices. Money opens doors for me. Um, all of those things were on one side. And then on the other side, it was like money is controlling and money doesn't show up for me and money's not dependable. And um, money helps everybody else before it helps me. And money keeps me from doing the things that I want to do. And I had all of these different things about money. And so the very first thing that I did was I wrote an apology letter to money as though it was a person. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote like, Hey, you know, dear money, here's what our relationship has been. And this is how I felt about you. And I blamed you for all of these things in my life and I'm sorry. And I hope that you'll forgive me. And then I wrote this reframe of what I wanted our relationship to be like. So now that we've had that conversation, we've got that out of the way. I would love for us to be friends. I'd love for us to be partners. I want really want to help a lot of people. And I know that I can do that so much better with you by my side. So can we be together in purpose? And will you come with me? Like I'll help the people and you make it possible so that we can do great things together. And I'll, I'll take care of you. Like I won't waste you when you come over. I'm not going to just like immediately redirect you somewhere else. And I'm not going to hoard you. And I'm not going to be greedy with you. Like I'm going to be a good friend to you. And so I reframed that relationship and, um, it gave me such like an immediate feeling of more peace and perspective with my relationship with money.
0: Mm. Wow. That's awesome. I'm, I'm inspired to write my own money letter just hearing you describing it. And I'm sure that it's going to be emotional because yeah. you a friend that you've been dissing for years and eventually they're like, Mm, what you want now, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's the makeup session. It's not bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's- It really is. It's a, it's a recreation of that relationship that is so critical and so important. So the other tool that I have used that has been really, um, really powerful is to look at the generational money stories. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I tell my clients all the time is that stories are expensive and you can't afford to buy them, Mm -hmm. but you inherited some stories that you never purposely bought. Like they just, it's like inheriting property and there's a cesspool on the property that you just inherited. And now what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. So when I look at my ancestry on one side of my ancestry are uh, Mormon pioneers who were uh, driven they were given an execution order and driven from their lands their lands were stolen from them and in order to keep their faith they had to flee their country Um, and they had to go seek you know safety and security in the faraway mountains which were no longer part of their country at the time on the other side i have um, native americans who had their land stolen and had to, you know, again, were driven to less valuable lands. And so on both sides, I have some serious money issues. So three of my inherited money stories, um, actually I got like four of them, but one of them was that it doesn't matter how much you make, it's never enough. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. You could have the best lands, you could have the best house, it doesn't even matter. Another one was that it's kind of this here today gone tomorrow. Like, right. you know, it might be here now, but you got no guarantees. So yeah. you can be making a lot of money now, but you have no guarantees that it's lasting. So there's a sense of like falseness to it. A third one was that your faith has to take precedence over money and therefore you may never get it. Like, but as long as you're faithful, it's fine. It's fine. If you're poor, as long as you're faithful. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was that, um, it was okay for me as a woman. And this is more recent. This isn't like ancestry. This is more like my recent generation. So it's okay for me as a woman to work as long as my family needs that money to get by, but it's not okay for me to work to get ahead. And so here I have these stories that I inherited that I had to kind of go digging for a little bit and look back in the heritage of my family. Um, You know, anybody who came from enslaved people I think that's a money story that you need to really like look at because you weren't even allowed to have it, right? Like all of your work and all of your labor was only for somebody else to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine the resentment that there would be towards money when it's like my work builds somebody else's livelihood and freedom. And I'm not even allowed to have access to the results of my labors. Like I can't even imagine the emotion in the stories packed up in that one, but you got to look back for that. Once you find it, Now comes the part where you get to heal from it. And so what I did was I um, had a conversation with my ancestors and I thanked them Mm. for all of the contributions. I'm so grateful for the legacy of faith. I'm so grateful for um, their willingness to do what needs to be done and find ways to be resourceful and find ways to be happy no matter what's going on around them. I'm so grateful that they value motherhood as being divine. I'm so grateful for all of those things. And there are certain rules that we were living by, certain stories that we had that are, they're done, like they've played out. They're no longer benefiting the family line. And so I got to say to my ancestors, and I'm no longer living this rule, this family rule, I'm no longer living it. But here's what I will live. I will live that we are going to be a people of faith and abundance, and that we are going to use our wealth to create great things in the world. I'll Mm -hmm. live that rule. So, you then get to create the new rules because, in this whole thread of humanity, you know, we're all connected, like we all belong together. And I just believe that they are cheering me on from the other side, wanting me to find these old rules that served and protected them, that they're like, no, 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 I never meant for you to live those. Yeah. I lived those because I needed them because it kept me alive and it kept oh. me functioning. That's but right. you don't have to live those anymore. That was never for you. They just got passed on in, in, unintentionally.
0: That's lovely. That's lovely. And it's, um, in th- that exercise allows you to connect with that lineage. I think in, in this day and age of, of rugged individualism that we've lived in th- that, that piece of that culture for so long, it allows us to create a connectivity that, um, that can sustain us. And mm-hmm. I heard, I don't know who said this, but I heard a long time ago say somebody say, if you don't come from a family of wealth, then a family of wealth can come from you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: for me, you know, we define wealth much more than just financial abundance, more than just the zeros in your bank account. It's also about the legacy that you leave behind, the, the yep. new reality that is now possible for people because you were in the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's part of it. That's part of it. Uh, and so, yeah, the overcoming money blocks is not as difficult or as complex as some people would have it be. In fact, I wager to say, I dare assert that making it difficult or making it complicated is a trick of the ego to keep us stuck where we are.
1: Oh, because totally.
0: Part of, part of the, this, this, um survival mechanism is keeping things familiar not comfortable some people say oh i just want to be in your comfort zone it is not comfortable to be broke let's go get out of the, let's get honest about that right but right. it is familiar for some people and so that's why they stay there it's just yeah. in the same way that we stay let's say some people have stayed in an abusive relationship it's not because it's comfortable to be abused or to you know uh, withstand physical harm or emotional abuse or whatever it's because it's familiar And so if we can expand, that's why your circle of influence is so important, because if you can expose yourself to different things and be familiar with a higher level of abundance, a higher level of excellence, then before you know it, you will be uncomfortable with your own mediocrity. You will be uncomfortable with your own limited thinking, and then you're going to want to move beyond that. And that's, that's part of It's that exposure.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I love what you were saying about the familiarity of it. One thing that I did when I was in and. I will say too, I agree with you. It can be easy because every single time I have sat down and done exercises around my relationship with money and my money blocks, every single time I see an immediate reaction and response in my income, in my clients, in my, how I feel about it, like it's immediate. So go and do the work, but also allow yourself to be in spaces that maybe you haven't given yourself access to before. One time I was in, um, the, one of the really high end fancy malls in Las Vegas with my mom and my sisters. And I had a baby with me and was not dressed nice. And I purposely walked into every single snooty store and chatted with the salespeople there. Every single one where you'd be like, they do not want a stroller and a baby there because I was proving to myself that I belong in any any space that there's no barrier of wealth that I don't have access to that room, and so I went into every single store where my inner voice was like, "You don't, you don't belong in there. You shouldn't go in there. You have a baby. It's too nice. You're not going to spend anything anyway." And I was like, "You're going to tell me that? I'm going to tell you to shut up." So I walked into every store. So talk to really wealthy people. Reach out to them. Any barrier that you see in your mind that you can't go there. Just go there and show yourself that you belong in that space and do the work because I'm telling you, it's, it's there are certain things that you have to work on for a while. I don't feel like money's one of them. I feel like every single time you put in effort, you make progress and you grow in this area. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Every step counts. I love it.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, I think we have done it. I think we mm-hmm. accomplished this one. Boom. We're ready. You're are ready. you guys ready? So join us in the after conversation. We'd love to see you in our private Facebook group, your circle of influence podcast. If you would be a great interview for our show, please reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then make sure that you leave us a review and a comment. We absolutely love hearing from all of you. And so we hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks everyone. Mm -hmm. Talk to you soon you have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins support your growth and challenge your blind spots that's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women
0: If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles.